fun. Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions of the show are available on Anchor. And if you'd like to contact the show, you will find us on Twitter at Sessions Shankly. Joining me tonight, as always, my red men, brothers in arms. How are we doing, lads? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be doing a lot better if that had been a better Spanish performance by hell and ever. Let's get on with this. Um, I missed the 3-2 game last night and I'm like, lovely, lovely game of ball tonight. And I get that. You, if you would have watched it, it would have been a nil all. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into it. Let's start with news, lads. Probably nowhere else to start in terms of news than our own Jordan Henderson receiving an MBE. Totally, totally deserved. The most selfless man in football at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So hats off to Jordan Henderson. Uh, we did drop an episode last week celebrating 10 years of Jordan Henderson at Liverpool. If our viewers or listeners would like to check that out, it's on Anchor and on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Absolutely, thoroughly deserved in terms of leadership, in terms of charity, in terms of being an all-round 100% great human being. So thoroughly deserved. Um, John Henry released a tweet there the other day. The Boston Globe won a prize for the 27th time and the fans went absolutely ballistic on this tweet saying where's the prize for Jurgen Klopp and all this kind of thing um, uh, on social media they're not going to relent on this whole European Super League are they? Nope They always fucking the moon the stars the sun and everything else with it now fuck's sake yeah. um, at yeah. least yeah um, word came out there this week as well uh, the fines were issued for uh, trying to defect to the European Super League uh, Liverpool I think received a fine of about 3.5 million um, which I assume John Henry is going to pay out of his own back pocket and it shouldn't be impacting anything to do with transfers or investment in the club or anything to do with that now we probably have to sell somebody to cover that now yeah, you wouldn't know with him. He's probably looking at getting <laughs> five million for uh, a Rigi, and then that that money's gonna go towards paying that point. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, was reading there the other day. Um, some uh, journalists were coming in with some of their predictions for next season for Liverpool. Uh, some of them interesting. Uh, one that I really like to hear. Well, I I like the I like the sound of them all really, but. Uh, Harvey Elliott to step up this season that'd be fantastic Craig what do you think yeah definitely we, we talked about it towards the end it's a really hard one it's a really really uh, it's a really hard one for me because I do see a lot of maturity in his game and obviously had a great time at Blackburn very influential for a child as in like he is a kid still he's only 16 17 is he 17 years of age Um. I do think there's a lot of maturity in him already for a young age. Having said that, I don't want. I would like him to kind of get maybe like Watford or someone you know who are keen on him. I would like him to kind of see what he could do to help out a team who maybe only came up from the Premier League or something like that. And instead of being thrown straight in and getting bit big kind of time, bit play in the early air team, you know, I think if he went to like a Watford or someone like that and has had an influence on someone like that and got more game time, got more development, got more game in the Premier League, which he's more than capable of, like, there's no doubt about it. Like, he's so talented. Like, 
But I just I want to see him in the squad and then he's coming on for five minutes or he's coming on for six minutes or, you know, I'd like to see him get a lot of game time. So if he stays, I'm really hopeful that he's part of the team as in properly part of it. But if he also went to another team at a high level, I'd be very happy for him as well. Yeah, so... the game. I um I I disagree. I I'd I'd love him to be part of the first team squad. You know, if I you're good enough if you're good enough, you're old enough. Come here, Michael Owen was sixteen when he stepped into the Liverpool team, you know. Uh, he went to Blackburn last year, it was just to get experience. And for me, he was one of the best players in the league. So for me, he's definitely good enough. So to me, he's definitely old enough. He's not gonna be playing every week against the Lucy or City, against the Lucy or Man United. But for me, and I think Klopp will sit down with him, and I think Harvey Elliott himself will will be more than happy to just pick up minutes throughout the season. He blew everyone away with what he did at Blackburn last season. Nobody expected that. Nobody. And I guarantee you in himself, he didn't expect that. Look, I understand what you're saying, but for me personally, watching his performances, I just think that he's ready to, to be part of that squad. If Dave Ockerigi can be part of that squad, for me, Harvey Elliott can definitely be part of that squad. Yeah, I suppose after having such a big season though at Blackburn, his expectation would to have more would be to have more game time maybe than say like a bit part player maybe in a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup or something like that. I definitely don't want that for him. I don't want that for him at all because that's not progress or development. I don't think either. You know, don't want that for him. I want him to experience the big occasions on a regular basis. I think he's deserved you know, that last season. Do you know who I do think he'd sit in well with next season if he was going to go out on loan Brentford? I think he'd be absolutely yeah. outstanding at, at Brentford or Watford. But I just think the way he plays and then you look at the way that Brentford play, I think he would be an outstanding signer for those ne- them next season. And I, I, yeah. I guarantee it, I guarantee it, if he does go out on loan next, next season, he's going to take a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, hopefully, I'd, I'd like to say it, though, as Craig said, I'd like to say it maybe at Premier League level now after what he's done at Blackburn, oh, yeah. you know. I wouldn't like to see him going back down into the Championship again now. I'd like to see him progress on again him, now, you know. I would rather he went for Dean's option in Brentford. Watford yeah. have been the only one who I know who have actually posed a bit of interest, but I think Dean is right. Brentford would suit his style and he'd naturally fit in there as in the build-up is nice and smooth and slick football. And I think he'd enjoy it. I think he'd be able to help them as well. Like, you know, yeah, those goals that he could create for Brentford could yeah. be invaluable to them potentially staying in the league as well next season. So, yeah, definitely a great show. Uh, second one up, Virgil. Uh, Virgil to win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> 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 are, are these guys being a bit ambitious or what? This lad's after missing a whole season nearly. He's coming back this season. Um, Jesus. I, I know we always aim high with this guy because he's world class and stuff like that, but uh, come back after such a nasty injury and miss a whole season to shoot straight into a Ballon d'Or. It's the the ever-optimistic Liverpool fans, but one thing I will say with Van Dijk, I will be hiding behind a pillow every time he plays next year. I'm I'm just so afraid that he's after losing a a yard or two. But come here, look, with Konate coming in... Have it ready for you. (laughs) <laughs> when with, with Kanate coming in um, I do think if if Virgil has lost a yard to a pace that I think Kanate can definitely step up and fill that void in that sense um, look it's a massive season but I just think the like everyone's talking about Ruben Diaz Virgil van Dijk is going to put him in his place next summer or next season um, in my opinion 
Um, as good as a good as player as Ruben Diaz is, Virgil Van Dijk makes makes it look so effortless. He reminds me of the the great center hearts of of the past. You had the the, yeah. the Spanish guys. The, he, he's so it's just so effortless. He just takes it in a stride. You know, very rarely makes a mistake. And you know, coming back fresh, he he's looking awesome in the training videos that we're seeing. And I just think next season he's going to step up and put a lot of people back in their box. It'd be great, Craig, wouldn't it, with Canate coming in if we had an option there to also rotate him occasionally and give him a bit of a rest? We could, we could do, to be honest. As in, if Joe can stay fit, I don't really know what's going to happen with Matip. I love Matip, as probably we all do, but he's just made a fucking week of X. Like, he can't play two games a week. What are we worrying about? We've got Virgil van Phillips there. Yeah, I hope he is going to stay. You know, he deserves a contract. And I I mean, he deserves to be part of the first team. He's given us everything, you know, when he came in. I don't know why it took so long for him to come in. I'm sure we're all thinking that, as in, why didn't we do this sooner and protect the back four? Ironside Craig is a wonderful thing. Yeah, unfortunately so. But I'd be very, very happy for Phillips to stay. Maybe sadly offload Matip because you just can't rely on things like that. You know, we've been... I I absolutely love Joel Matip. He's outstanding when he's fit. The only thing is, nowadays, you can't sit around and wait for players that are that injury-prone. It's unfortunate, and I love him to bits. He was an integral part of what we achieved. But as you said, when you're, when you're, when you're going for the Premier League, the Champions League, the FA, you want to win everything, and you can't rely on these players. It's unfortunate, but you have to, you have to just cut your toes. Yeah, you really have to have that solid bench, don't you, really, to really be competitive be on all Yeah, you yeah. have to be ruthless. Let's have a, a quick look at player watch this week. Obviously, some of our some of our players have been out there playing in the Euros and also in the Copa America. Shakiri picking, picking up an assist for Switzerland last night in a, a 1-1 draw with Wales. Um, I, I don't know about you guys last night. I watched this match, and I know, Craig, we'll get onto a Euro roundup later in the week, but <laughs> Switzerland absolutely battered Wales. <laughs> Wales are... Like I'm not being smart, right? But fuck this home nation show. You. It's about quality on the pitch, regardless of what nation you are. And they look like a fucking pub team yesterday, in my opinion. They it's were a, absolutely whipped. It was a case of like in big international tournament, get a sneaky draw. You know, it's the same. Like Scotland, like were 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 they weren't great today. In fairness, England weren't great. Yes, England and Croatia was one of the worst games of football I've watched in a lot. Three, when you talk about the attacking players that were on that pitch yesterday, three shots on target in 90 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if Scotland got out and went out and got a point off England on Friday. I cannot wait for that game. We're talking on Wales. I look at Wales and I'm just saying to myself, that's Ireland in disguise. If you didn't have Gareth Bale, nobody would blink and a bat an eyelid at that team. They're fucking awful and it was a case of Switzerland couldn't get the second goal and Wales Wales got a lucky equaliser and you know got a point but my god Wales are awful I do do have to say though the Welsh goalkeeper yesterday was absolutely outstanding at times he's air former air former isn't he Danny Lord former absolutely I thought um, thought Sefrovic though was very piss poor with some chances as well like you know when Bolo basically kind of laid it off to him and you can make, oh, I came at him too fast. He's a centre forward for fuck's sake, you know. Should I thought he should have played, uh, he should have started Zachariah. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, glad back. 
Yeah, just have been looking at all the games now throughout the tournament, and there's been some uh, questionable decisions regarding the selections in, in all the games. And um, other than other than probably the Italy game, because Italy, even the players that come off the bench there are outstanding. But even the England game, you're looking at te- like if they hadn't won yesterday, there would have been serious questions on Gareth Southgate on why he played Trippier left back and, and and like not play Chilwell or Luke Shaw, who was the best left back in the Premier League last season. I'm, I'm scratching my head and think, thinking to myself, how are these boys collecting the tokens off the conflicts boxes again to get a job? Who knows? They should have always guaranteed an old pizza who had at the end of it anyway, aren't they? So that's <laughs> the main thing. <laughs> um, Neko Williams and uh, Harry Wilson on the bench for Wales yesterday, obviously. Um, I would have thought, looking at the way that game evolved, I would have thought Harry Wilson was ideal to go into that game. But, um, he would have been ideal as in, you know, set pieces or picking the ball up and could have a sh- like a pot shot. But yeah. they didn't really... Like, your man Kiefer Moore, I think, plays for Cardiff, doesn't he? Like, And he's a centre forward. And they're just swinging balls in and one of them paid off. It was a lucky... Go- it was, you know, they were fortunate to get the goal and fucking hell, like, you know? Yeah. Like, who was your man, Morel? He's... Who's that? Ab- yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He's absolutely dort. How do you, that, 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 even David Brooks, why did David Brooks not start? He plays for, very, 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 for Luton, oh, your man Worrell. Very, very questionable decision. Aaron Ramsey's played about eight games in two years. You know, we've gone, he's only starting because of his name is Aaron Ramsey. Harry, Will, Harry Wilson's a flyer. We've seen what he's done with Birmingham in the Premier League. Uh, in the Premier League. He was he done it in fits and starts last year, but he creates something. He's, he's great at set pieces. For me, Harry Wilson should have started. I'm not being biased because we're Liverpool fans. Harry Wilson had to start that game yesterday. This guy, Joseph Morel, again, he must have been in the airport on the piss and he was heading over to watch the Euros. And your mum's <laughs> like, hey, have you got a pair of football boots? Yeah, come on, you're coming. No, I'm just... What the fuck, like? It's like the Orange squad nowadays. I haven't embraced who half of these fellas are. Yeah, it's nearly... You look, you look at the Irish squad, if you roll into the Aviva with a pair of boots in your hands on the jersey, you'll probably get a game. <laughs> Thinking about doing it the next home game, just sitting outside the player, having a smoke <laughs> and a pair of boots in my hands. Yeah, just laced up, hanging out of your neck. <laughs> like when, you're in free, when you're in a Fairview Park and you, you have, you're doing a five-a-side, you have nine lads and you see someone watching, it's like, ask him, does he want to have a game so we can play evens? It's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play and you're walking around the pitch next to a wallet banging the ball <laughs> and straight into the back of the net? <laughs> Robbo, Robbo, obviously in action today for Scotland. Um, he obviously, I know it was 2 0 to the Czech Republic. I don't know if you've seen that second goal. It was a, it was a, oh, I've seen it. Oh my god, it was a thing calamity and beauty all rolled into one. Um, I heard, um, I heard some of the commentators talking about it afterwards saying. I think it was Henry, was it, who went to have a shot and the shot cannoned off the player and came to the Czech Republic player. And I was thinking, why wouldn't he have a shot? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're not expecting that to happen. But Robbo, I thought Robbo played well today and he's a real, uh, he's, he's grown and maturing into a real leader. He was giving players today on the pitch absolute dog's abuse and trying to rally them up and stuff like that. But again, I would say like the, the scoreline didn't really represent the game because Scotland did have chances. McGinn was very good in the first, say, 10, 15 minutes. Had a couple quality. of chances and stuff like that. You know, Ray Butler and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see now how Scotland carry on and if they can get a result in the next game, you know. The um the loss, Kieran Tierney is a massive loss for Scotland. Um yeah. 
him playing on the left side with Robbo in front of him is it's only one player, but in a team like Scotland, that makes a massive difference. Scotland remind me of like the Irish team around probably the early two thousands and going to Euro two thousand twelve. Um, you know, not the best team in the world, but can pick up an unlikely an result if they turn up. And uh, I don't think your man um, Ryan Christie. I thought Shay Adams should have started up front today. You know, you need two lads who who are big and strong up top. Your man Lyndon Dykes, he isn't a bad player, but Che Adams is scoring goals in the in the Premier League. You know what I mean? He's for me, he has to play. It's again, managers making the wrong decisions. But look, as I said. Scotland is a type of team that could go out and shut England up on Friday and uh, we'll all be celebrating in Ireland like it was us that shut them up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then last but not least, Alisson and Fabinho in action in the Copa America for Brazil winning 3-0 against Venezuela. Um, good win to start off that Copa America and like never in doubt really, you know, when you have the quality that Brazil have, I mean, the envy of the world, you know, when you think about it. Um, Can I ask you uh, something if it's all right? What do you think? I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement. Why did Adrian get a contract extension at Liverpool? Absolutely ridiculous. Apparently, he's the Robbie Kane of the of the Liverpool squad. He's great in the dressing room. That's where we. Crazy. I don't, it, but I don't know. I, I think you know. I mean, if you look at his overall career for Liverpool, I mean, he's had some really, really good performances. To be fair to him. I know no. I, I, I completely agree with you. Like if you the season we won the league, like his first he won eleven games on the spin, made some outstanding saves. My point, the only point I have and the only reason I'm against this was I would have just loved seeing Kevin Kelleher as our number two. And I just think That's Adrian plan, being I, I just think if Adrian being there for another year, it just holds Kevin Kelleher back. Um there's talk that they don't want to send Kelleher out on loan. So I'm just, that's purposely my only reason why I'm against him getting a contract extension. Other than that, I've, I've nothing but respect for Adrian. He made some outstanding saves for Liverpool. Look, he won more trophies in his, European trophies in his first game for Liverpool than, than Man City did in their whole history. So I'm happy with that. It, it does. It does, my, uh... it does make sense to re sign him, though, doesn't it? Rather than going looking for another goalkeeper and having to spend money that we need to spend, say, elsewhere. Because I think, we're having, I think we're having Alisson there who's solid enough but occasionally picks up an injury. Adrian who can go in there and deputise for him and give us a reasonable solid performance and then have Kevin and Kelleher there as well. And to be honest, we're having Adrian and Alisson around with Kevin and Kelleher still training with them as a number three even. I, I think it'll benefit the lad. His time will come. He has shown the ability and stuff like that when called upon. Um, but I, 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 don't, I, I only see good things in Adrian resigning, to be honest, because I'd rather whatever money that's available there in terms of transfers that it gets spent elsewhere. So that yeah. would be my thinking on it. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm just, I kind of just in the same boat with Dean. I just don't want him to kind of hold Keller. I would hope Keller would get a, you know, maybe more of a chance. As in second or five for second choice, properly five for, you know. Well, I mean, I don't think he'll have any problem fighting for it. And and I think, yeah. um, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing either, you know, because I think he'll have to raise his game to show what he's about as well. But I think him having been so young as well and having that opportunity to still be around those two goalkeepers, because I don't say they're not going to send him out in long run like that. He's going to be the number, I call it 2A, not 3 really, you know what I mean? So I, I, think, it's, I think it's nothing but good, you know. Craig, um, 
a man you've been talking about now for a while in terms of Liverpool, my house. Yeah, I really years. like him. Really mm. like him. But I'm we're gonna we're gonna miss the boat if we don't get him because Boy Munich are sniffing around and they're looking Boy, at really. doing a pre a pre deal um for next season, as in like a pre contract, as in you can have him for this year, we sign him, you can keep him for the following season that's coming, and then we'll take him after that. I think he's very, very gifted. He's very technical. He's very clever in his way he kind of moves. He can set up a goal. He can score a goal. But he also does the genie when Alden bit as well. As in, he's not afraid to get stuck in. He's very smooth on the ball. He's a great age. And obviously, Jürgen will obviously know him very well, obviously, from being German and playing at Gladbach. But if we miss the boat with him, it's going to be the Goretzka 2.0. Like, I thought at the time when he was leaving Schalke, I thought he was an outstanding player. Or in Munich, well, like, yeah, I want that. We'll have that. I mean, he's at the bulking up massive. You see the size as well as his play. <laughs> but I think Norhouse is really, really talented. I really like him. And if Bayern Munich, you know, make the play, what are you going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Really? No offence to Liverpool, but fucking hell, like, you know. We yeah. talked about, we talked about a Noel, about Neuhouse, um But it, the talk of him going to Liverpool seems to be accelerating a lot the last 48 hours. Um, yeah. That's... Look, with Klopp being the like being German and what we talked about on the transfer show about Klopp being the future Germany manager and all, I'm I'm quite optimistic about this deal happening because um like it's not it's not going away. You're hearing more about him going to Liverpool than you are about Bayern Munich. Look, if he goes to Bayern Munich, we understand the whole the, where he is at the moment. The club might be like, well, look, if we can keep you for another year, kind of on loan for Munich, and we're still getting the big money for you and all, but. We don't know. I'm quite optimistic about this deal happening for Liverpool. Like he's, there's a there's a void there to fill for Genie, like you know what yeah. I mean. And he still is only young, and he'll have a season to bed in and play play games here, there, and everywhere. Play Champions League football, you know, really put a stamp on his brand. And if yeah. he can come into England, what what I just want to see from him is that he he's hungry and he's saying to himself, "Look, I've done it in the German league. I want to go out to England. I want to try and prove myself." He goes to England and becomes a better player. In three or four years, or four or five years time, you know, Liverpool could sell him on for massive money when he wants to go back home. Yeah. I don't see any clubs in this transfer window buying players to leave or loan back out, if you like, because I think with clubs at the moment being a little bit cash-strapped in terms of what's happened in the last year with COVID and stuff like that, those deals are not really there. I think any clubs that are going in for players at the moment are going in to bring them in because they're moving players out, especially Bayern Munich. So I don't see them going in there and saying, yeah, you can hang out there for another year, but we'll have a pre-contract with you. Like what we did with Naby Keita that time. I just don't see that happening. And I think as well, I looked at most of the media today and I went through, I trawled the web in terms of Neuhaus today and all the headlines haven't been linked with Liverpool without a shadow of a doubt, and that Klopp has a head start on this deal and all this kind of thing. And normally what happens is when a big English club is linked with a, a, a talent like this, normally Bayern Munich are very quick to react to that and get in there really, really quick, and they haven't. So that's why I think with Dean talking about it being in favour of Liverpool, I think it's looking very, very close. I hope so. I really do, because you know what as well is he's very level, he's very grounded. He's not yeah. one of these, you know, like, I'm it's all about me. I shouldn't be at Gladbach. I, don't, I, don't, I should be better than this. He's very, very just, you know, another player when you watch him. He's not one of these, you know, in the lights, Paul Pogba fame and all this kind of thing. He's very grounded, which suits us as well and it suits their kind of atmosphere, I think, in the team, you know, very and honest. Noel, and hard one, one uh, name you mentioned there, Naby Keita, 
You know, oh. there's a there there no, but there's a player that you could use as part of that deal. You know what I mean? That's a great show, yeah. He proved himself in in Germany. That's why we signed him. You know what I mean? So there's there's something like you know what I mean to offer to say. Well, you're not really you're getting money and you're getting a player who has proved himself in Germany, and that's why a club like Liverpool stepped in to sign him again. Like John Matthew. When Kegel yeah. was playing well, he was playing extremely well. But you can't sit around and wait for these guys that, who are missing out on three quarters of each season, mm. regardless of what kind of player they are when they're fit. And it might be appealing to Naby Keita to go back there. 100%. He might feel like, relaxed and back home and enjoy his football again. You know, It works out sometimes. It doesn't work out. The only way you can tell is if you make the move. And You know what I mean? If we don't get Norhouse... I'm sure we all would agree we would all love Yuri Tielemans like in that role. Oh, <laughs> He's unbelievable. A bit savage. <laughs> yeah, off Lazio. Or um, unfortunately, oh, it looks like Atletico are going to tie up uh, Rodrigo de Paul for 40 million. And I cannot wait to see him break away from no disrespect to Udinese, but he deserves to be up playing at the highest level. He's outstanding. Box to box. Yeah, yeah. just like to see these outstanding players wanting probably to, to take on the challenge of English football. That's when the offers are there, you know, the English league is the best league in the world. We've seen it this season. The standard of European football has dropped dramatically. And you see these world-class players, like supposedly world-class players coming through and you have the offer of England. Like, I'd rather go to Spain, the sun, the sun shine, and it's a bit easier and all. I want to see world-class players want to challenge themselves and being kicked to pillar the post in the Premier League but still getting up off the ground and banging in goals. Yeah, Craig, myself and uh, Dean, we touched on it yesterday on the transfer show. Uh, another man you've been um, pinpointing for Liverpool, Patson Daka. Uh, looks like we're yeah. going to have a bit of competition if we want to sign him. It looks like Leicester and Chelsea have both entered the race. The two, um, the two news outlets that I've seen was the latest was, now obviously you can probably update me further because the last thing I've seen is Liverpool were hoping to announce it by the end of last week and I didn't see any update on that. But if Leicester and Chelsea... See, Chelsea... It's a bit of a tough one. I can't see them going for Haaland with the price tag. I think that'll even put Chelsea off. Honest to God. Yeah. As a whole package. And Leicester. Leicester could be very appealing for him as in the age that Brendan has there and the growth that he has within the team. Vardy's probably kind of getting on a bit now. We have Kelechi. Will he fight for a place with Dakar or would he, would he play the two of them? I don't know. He was looking at Edouard, I think, off Celtic. I think Brendan was as well. But... If we just keep kind of like, you know, we're linked with this fella and we're not getting the deals done, like I think Pats and Decker would be great because the service that we could provide him, it speaks oh, for yeah. itself. All we need someone is on the end of it. <laughs> That's all we need. Like, you know, someone who can finish the ball off, like, which I'm pretty I sure. Think, I think um, I think I'm going to Chelsea is a bad move with Giroud signing the contract extension and wearing it there. I think it's a bad move. I think with Leicester, if they got Champions League football, yes, I think I think Liverpool are the front runners in this. But I also heard today that West Ham were interested, and that's it. That's a very very exciting prospect to come in and be the main man there, play every single week. It's only Europa League football, but could be the man. Maybe David Moyes signing the new contract and saying, "Look, look what we did last season." want to get better I think Declan Rice is going to stay at West Ham they could bring in one or two other players and say right well I want you to be the man to lead us to the Champions League football here's a platform where you're going to play every single week at Chelsea's not going to do that 
and Liverpool wow. he's not going to do that unless he comes into Liverpool and he starts to force five or six games and hits the ground running and scores a goal or two but I don't see that happening so me personally if I was him I'd be saying West Ham that's where I should go for myself like to, to, to better myself and play every single week but I just think with Liverpool getting Champions League football and I just think with the with the way what last season went and the, the pressure that was on the boys and we need someone that's going to come in who we who we can trust in rotation, and I just think he's the perfect replacement for Dave Okarigi. Yeah, I th- I think that's that's probably a goal for us this season. We really have to upgrade the bench, don't we? The bench needs to have proper competition on it. That when you have the three boys up front looking over their shoulder, you've Jota there, you've Pats and Daka, you've this kind of quality there now. You know, not a Rigi who you know you throw on maybe to give you like a different option or Shakiri will come on and give you that bit of energy but they're not going to bring that quality that you need really like if you take a Mane off or a Firmino off and you're bringing these guys on you're really sending a signal to a team sometimes even if you're trying to change something up so I think it's exciting and I think it could still happen Um, I don't see him picking Leicester or West Ham over us I think with the attraction of playing for Liverpool Football Club, the history, being back in the Champions League, Jurgen Klopp and all these different things. I think I think it's a no-brainer for him. Chelsea, I would be a little bit more concerned about, but I think Dean is right in terms of Giroud signing a new contract. Ferner's there. All these other players are there. So where does he kind of fit in? You know what I mean? So under 21 fella really quickly at Fiorentina, Valhovic, who I've also said about, is destined to go higher. Whether it's or not. Whether it's a uh, Serie A or not, like he's gonna be, I think, a really big player. He got most valuable young player, and he got twenty-one goals for Fiorentina the last season. He's another player. If you buy him now, and the price will only rise if he continues to perform as well. If he can get in there early, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the stories that came out this week, which was a real interesting one about Takemi Minamino, is uh, that he was released by the Japanese squad. Japan, yeah. And the talk was that he was coming home to negotiate a deal away from Liverpool. Um, or not coming home, I should say, but coming back to England to negotiate a deal away from Liverpool. But actually, we found out, um, the story broke, that actually it had been agreed that with Japan already having qualified, that they would release the players. They'd only agreed to play them a certain amount of minutes and then they would be released to come back home. But the talk was flying around the papers that Minamino was coming home. They were going to agree a day with Southampton and all this stuff was flowing around. But it was we interesting. Taking... <laughs> yeah, but he's, I, I don't think they're looking to move him on. I think it was just a case that they had agreed the amount of playing time for each player because they obviously yeah. wanted to give them a bit of a, you know, a, a rest, if you like, before pre-season mm-hmm. kicks in. And I think because we're, because Japan had stated they released them from the international squad, everyone was going, oh, where's Minamino going? He wasn't going anywhere. He was just going back to Liverpool or whatever it was, you know? Kind of. Yeah. I, feel, I feel bad for Minamino. I really, really do. He's such a likeable guy, you know what I mean? He went to Southampton. He scored a few great goals. And I just, as, as much as I really, really want him to, to settle at Liverpool and succeed, but I, just, I just can't see it happening. Um, he just seems so timid and, you know, I just think he, he find it very, very hard to adapt into that team and just don't see many chances for him. It's just really, really yeah. good that he's not going to settle there. Southampton is going to be a great move for him, I think. I really do think it'll be a great move. The only worry is there's talk of James Ward-Prowse leaving there and 
just think like next year if he's coming into that team and they're, they're in a relegation battle you know it's just it's going to be so so hard on I genuinely I'm good to that 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 move now it, it may happen that he might stay at Liverpool but just cannot see him settling there at all and I'm good for the lad yeah absolutely um a man that you just mentioned earlier um I think it was reported I'm not sure I think it was in the echo this week that a monstrous monstrous Milinkovic Savage bid is being readied. Um, the enforcer of Syria. If this happens, I am going to Old Trafford with a Liverpool jersey with the whole name on the back. That's going to cost a fortune, and I'm just having a big shit, <laughs> just having a big shit at the main the main gate and saying another one because he's been linked with United for years. If he signs for Liverpool, I will. If he signs for Liverpool, good. We'll sit here in a birthday suit, drinking my own piss. I'm, I'd be that happy. Be careful, because if they announce it tomorrow, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, I can the just get with, the, um, old, the old lemon and lime mix. <laughs> the thing with Milinkovic Savic as well is, don't know how fond he is of Maurizio Sarri coming into Lazio and Simeone uh, and Zaghi leaving. He might say, look, maybe my time is up to go elsewhere and try a new challenge anyway. He's he way too go good to, to be that he, in the might, mix. he might go to Inter Milan. <laughs> Craig, we, we don't have the no because uh, Zaghi won't spend the money. That's why you know that reason that it's. I'm very, very, very worried about Inter Milan. They won't spend on Zaghi coming in. Imagine the like. Imagine having the choice of Fabinho, Henderson, Milinkovic, Savage, Thiago. Oh, stop! Man. Don't even want to get. Just getting a bit tight down there. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? Really, when you think about it, this transfers. It's like and hey. The fact that we secure Champions League football, this is where all this talk is coming from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, we wait with bated breath on that. We could have one of the most outstanding midfields that the Premier League has ever seen if some of these bids come off. Um, they better build a statue for Mike Edwards this year if it happens. Um, they could have a Riggy and fucking a few Bob for bleeding Malinkovic Savage. Okay. A lot yeah, of t- they should be they should be giving us money for getting Lucas Leiva and the, the services he's <laughs> <laughs> Um obviously there's this talk um, we're being linked with Tillemans as well. I, I do you see Tillemans moving away from Leicester? I don't see him moving away. I, I think he might because he's probably devastated that they didn't get the Champions League football and the the, the, the fact and the manner that it mm. happened. And he'd probably be just really deflated and really like fucking hell, like you know how the hell in the top four, I think nearly all season. And I don't know. I think if Liverpool came in with a serious offer, and I'm sure he's the kind of guy who would love playing under Jurgen as well. And we have one, Champions League football to offer. One thing I will say though, we are definitely put my neck out on the line here. I think we're definitely going to sign one of Milinkovic Savage new house. Artillerman's. I definitely think we're going to sign one of those three, one hundred percent. The feel good factor is back at the club. We got Champions League football. The fans are back in the ground. You know, the players that are coming back into the team next year. Mane is having a break. He's going to come back like, like a like a fucking renaissance. Salah is going to keep doing what he's doing. Bobby Firmino was. I just think next year. I said it there a couple of weeks ago on the Shanky sessions with Janoil. I just think next season is going to be. It's going to be like the rebirth and like. Any other fans watching are going to be like, ah, Liverpool fan talking out his arse. I just think next season, the fact that we got Champions League football is almost like winning the, the league again for us. The you sound, that we, you we sound very... 
we didn't get the deserve to get for the season we had. I know it's a 38 game season and the, the way we finished the season and all, but boy, did we get lucky to get Champions League football the way things panned out. Um, I just, I just think next season is going to be Liverpool 2.0. You sound very excited for next season already. <laughs> very excited. Um, so if you, so if you, so if you want to stick your neck out and you could have one of the three, who are you taking? Jesus, oh, you know Tillemans is my guy. Oh, if I had to pick one out of three, Malinkovic Savage, Craig. Oh fucking hell! Do you know what? I, I rule one person straight out, and it's I'm just gonna rule Norhouse straight away out because he hasn't been in the Premier League. He hasn't experienced. He's still very young, very tender. He's been doing it at a, a mediocre side in the Bundesliga. I, I am going to go with Dean and say Malinkovic-Savage because his all-around game and his experience and his strength, his goals, his assist, he has a bit of everything. He's, he's fully well, well-rounded. And I think if he had that midfield that we have beside him, like, you know, if I could, if I could sign one tomorrow, I wouldn't even think twice if Malinkovic-Savage came on the table. And that, yeah. that's including Tielemans as well. I wouldn't think twice. I wouldn't even bat an eyelid, to be honest he, with you. He'd be like that little scouse Gattuso, really, wouldn't he? When you think he's, about it. He's an enforcer. Like he's he's yeah. an enforcer. Like he's and you he's know, also so down forward as well. Like. You could see him signing for Liverpool and the force Mersey side derby of the season. You can see him <laughs> just upending somebody and getting up and like and then the thickest scouse action ever. That's fucking for last season, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Can you one thing I will say on the three of those right now we get your pick now in a second I, I'd, I'd love to sign my link with Savage but if we get either of them three I'm a happy man yeah I'd be yeah. delighted with, with any yeah. of the three I just I want be. I just wanted to say what your preferences were um, I choose I really like Neuhaus as soon as Craig started talking about him I went in and I had a look at him and I really, really like he's, him so. He's, so he's so elegant you know yeah. he's so elegant like he's yeah. got the finesse yeah, mm. but um, but like like you two, I wouldn't be fussy at all. I'll take any of them, like you know. Um, Fabio Vieira, Craig, looks like they're trying to do some sort of a deal there with Marco Grilich, and uh, they're trying to kind of <coughs> include him and in maybe potentially part of the deal. Well, I'll tell you the complete truth. I actually don't know anything about Fabio Vieira. He's a very exciting. No, do you know what? I'll be completely honest. The first time I heard about him is when Dean put it in the chat. So I'm gonna actually have a look into him and see yeah. about yeah. him. Or from what you're saying, is is it a, like is it a positive thing? As in we're getting something really good or a good prospect for Grewich out the other way? Like as in is that uh, the way? Hundred percent, Craig. Check him out. Check him out, and then get back to me in the WhatsApp group. Let me watch him. He's not one for now. He's gonna come in. He's he's definitely one for. Probably a year or two down the line, but if he did come in, it'd be great to get him settled in, you know, um, get him into those the, games, uh, the games, the, the lesser. It, it, to me, it'd be a case of he'd come in and he, he'd play instead of one in the middle or probably out on the wing or whatever. Or just to get, you know, if he, if he has, say, Fabinho or Henderson or Fabinho and Thiago beside him to kind of help him through the games, that's where I see this going. And then a year or two down the line, but. He's very, very exciting to watch. Yeah, I'll definitely good. check him out. I'm definitely, yeah. obviously, if it's a good deal for us as well, and if it's a prospect, and we're shipping someone who doesn't even be at the club, which is great for us, you know. I mean, Absolutely, and I mean, I suppose it wouldn't be a Shankly sessions if we didn't discuss 
the Mbappe rumours just don't seem to go away. <laughs> he's coming to Liverpool. He's made to a bleed in LeBron. Now he have a deal with Liverpool. They're going to pay 50%. We're laughing. We're going. It's happening. I- I thought you. I thought you when you when you turned around and said it wouldn't be a shanky sessions without. I thought you were going to say reminding United fans that we beat them with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams as our centre backs. He still hasn't fully committed to PSG. The only thing that's going to help PSG is the president saying he's not going anywhere. That's not Mbappe saying that. Think about it like he'll arrive now. He'll arrive. The private jet's going to land outside Anfield. And LeBron James going to get off in a full Liverpool kit and just not at them streamers, <laughs> just letting them off. The next one, he'll be like, yo, my guy, my guy. And he's going to get out and he'll be like in a T-shirt with my face saying, he told you so. <laughs> yeah, imagine a, heli- no, a little heli- a helicopter, like a Liverpool helicopter lands in the middle of Anfield in the pitch. Yeah. And out gets a Mbappe. <laughs> out gets Malinkovic Savage. <laughs> imagine he got me over to announce it. We've been running this train for months. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing about it is, and I love, like, we do this kind of fantasy transfer stuff as well on the show, but, like, I, I, I'm ex- I'm so excited at the players we've been linked with because I spent so many years of us being linked with absolute junk that I just, yeah. I just really enjoy this because any player who's a top player at the moment Liverpool is in that mix, which is fantastic. You know, now not we might not necessarily sign them, but it's nice to be getting mentioned in that kind of mix and stuff like that for a change, you know. But um, I don't know where else he's gonna go. And I'm, I'm not being I'm not saying he's coming to Liverpool, but where else is he? Real Madrid are in an awful state. Sedan is no left. Plus, Chelsea, with, Real Madrid, with Real Madrid, Nike do not want him going there. No, because he's at they're Adidas as well, and they're they're the, his golden boy. You know what I mean. I wonder. I wonder is the narrative coming out of Liverpool that like they have to sell the boy. I wonder if that's kind of just trying to creep the money down on Mbappe. I think they could make sixty to seventy million on the on the dead wood, at least. Yeah, that just about covers his wages though. The grand could <laughs> pay fifty. Could pay the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine, <laughs> Can, imagine the money we'd make off jersey sales across the globe. Forget about yeah. across the globe, just us three. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'll be getting the shop. fucking I'll be getting the fucking train on top with his name on the back of it. Craig, Craig will be decked out on all that new wear Jordan stuff and all that they do with basketball. If Mbappe signs for Liverpool, I'm getting hashtag Mbappe 2021 <laughs> for it. You're putting a lot of stuff out here at the moment. You want to be careful if some of this stuff comes through. Just hoping uh, he stays this and he's uh, like, just hoping he stays this and he's like. I must sign for Liverpool so this guy can do all these things. <laughs> can you imagine? You um, go into your Barclays Fantasy Premier League and you go into your budget and you put Mbappe in, the rest of the budget be fucking gone. Be like, oh, fuck, I can't even pick anyone else. That's only the, that's only the Nike budget. Though. That's not the Liverpool yeah. budget. <laughs> well, lads, yeah, it's been anything else to add? Anything that I missed or that you wanted to add? Yeah, just uh, Liverpool, beat, Liverpool beat Man United with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams as the centre-half pair and- <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I suppose. Listen, we got to wish you the best of luck because you're about to become a father. Two more sleeps. Two, yeah, two congratulations. More sleeps. Um, Actually, can I say something really quickly? Um, just really quickly. Yeah. I just want to say, obviously, it's been mentioned millions and millions of times, but hats off to the Denmark team and to Simon Kerr in particular because 
it was very traumatic, I'm sure, for all of us watching that game. You know, we're watching the game of football, what we love, and then unfortunately the shots go even closer to what we didn't want to see. And I'm sure we were all very teary-eyed and very upset. It was very hard to kind of stomach. And, you know, we, we, we always have a moan about VAR. We always have a moan about the ref or about a decision or a choice of selection. But at the end of the day, like, you know, Christian Eriksen, his health and his well-being is so important to everyone. Even if you don't like football, there's people in my own job who are saying, is that lad all right? And it just goes to show you that everything stops when someone's health is involved. So just a special mention, especially from all of us, that thank God he's pulling through and it's great news. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely so shocking when you see a guy who's an absolute athlete in the prime of his career and stuff like that, for that to happen to a guy like that, um, you know, it's just, it's the shock of that as well because you never kind of expect it, you know? Um but yeah, thankfully he seems to be on demand and thankfully he's stabilised and it's all good. And again, shout outs to Denmark. And and it was a, a shout out as well that we didn't do yesterday in the transport actually to the, the Finnish fans as well who were singing his name as well. So, you know, hats off to them as well. It's fantastic. To, to see the, the Finland players applauding the Danish lads back on the pitch and all. It yeah. was just one of those moments that I think everybody sat back and was like, this is why we love the game of football. Mm. everything else is irrelevant when something like this happens. It doesn't matter if it's Liverpool or Man United, if it's Barcelona or Madrid, something like that happens and everything is just forced together. So, yeah, it was one of those moments where, I, I, even though I'm just proud that I, I love football, for that, for, for seeing that happen, it was absolutely outstanding. I was sobbing my heart out when I was watching yeah. the food. And, you know, it's. I think it's made everybody realise, you know, how, how precious life is, that just like that, because not 30, 40 seconds before he was running around in full strides like there was nothing wrong. And you know, we're gonna be a father in, in two two days. This time this time Wednesday, we're gonna be holding me, me son for the first time, probably. And you know, Christian Eriksen to, to, to say someone that young, that close to death, because it's came out now that they did have the defibrillant that it, he was on his way out. You know, God, again, I'm saving talking about it now, but like just Life can go just like that. I think we all need to realise that it's so it's so um it's so fragile. I love you, lads. You know who knows what's around the corner. So we just everyone football or outside of football, we just need to live life to the fullest. We you know you need to let those people, your friends, your family, those who are close. You know we we love you. Hope the feeling is mutual and you know it's just it's absolutely outstanding. See, so I think everybody has a bit. Of, you know, bit more about them now from what we seen on um, Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it was a real demonstration of sportsmanship and everything and all, wasn't it? At a time where football at times gets a bad rap over racism and social media and all that kind of stuff, that's what we we want football to be all about. Fans coming together, players coming together for the greater good. This mm -hmm. guy was on a pitch in a real bad way, and everyone came together to make sure he pulled through. You know. And thankfully, this time, the result looks like it was really good that he has stabilised, that things look good and things like that and all. So, again, obviously, our thoughts obviously go out to Christian's family and all and stuff like that. His wife was in an awful state as well, but hopefully it's on demand and it's all good at the moment. And, and hats off as well. Um, we helped the Danish team obviously do really well in the tournament as well. Um, but, yeah, good stuff. A good way to end the show this week, lads, and thanks for coming on. As always... Head over to YouTube, Dynamo Podcast Network. This has been your Shankly Sessions Weekly Liverpool Roundup, brought to you by the Upper Tier, the weekly football podcast we have on there. Audio versions of the show are on Anchor, and you can hit us up 
at Session Shankly on Twitter. If you want to contact the show, come on. Topics you want us to discuss, wherever it is, we're open to everything. We love gossip, opinion, news, fantasy transfers, whatever it is. We'll bring it to you here on a weekly basis. Thanks for tuning in. As always, share, like, subscribe, put it across all your socials, spread the word. One of the fastest growing Liverpool podcasts out there. Thank you for your support. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Peace out.